0: Hello, and welcome to the Author Your Brand Show. I'm your host, Doug Crow, and you're going to want to take notes. If you haven't taken notes, or you chose not to take notes, don't worry about it. Click below here on the show link below, and you can get a download of a checklist and some other goodies to help you navigate what we're going to talk about today. And boy, what a great topic it is. Uh, One of my favorites is measuring the success, critical areas of success for your book, so what do I mean by that? We're going to cover that in detail with uh, in less than 20 minutes. We're going to be very respectful of your time here. So big promise to you. You're going to walk away with a very clear roadmap, blueprint, outline of what you need to do to actually measure the success of your book. It's not just about book sales or clicks or likes or shares or that stuff. While that's important, there's a much bigger issue at hand, and I'll cover that as we go through this. First of all, let's discuss the problem, shall we? The problem is everyone's famous now. That's right, welcome to social media where everybody can be a star or an influencer. And it doesn't really matter what platform you're on. Um, I, I've been around a while, so I remember when it was really cool to be on television. And now, my gosh, there's a television in our pocket, right? We've got a whole studio here, which is equivalent to the studio that we actually used uh, back when I was doing TV. So everyone's famous. And because of that you're in an ocean of noise right um when it comes to your book i looked this up this number is mildly accurate there are 33 billion books that have been written by people and that's a big number i can't even fathom it more importantly there's 2 million approximately 2 million new books coming out every single year so the question i'm going to ask you to ask yourself is how do you stand out at all in this literal ocean of content and it's going to get much much more competitive as ai gets more and more prolific um your book whatever you've written whatever you're going to write man it's got to stand out and how do you do that how do you get feedback on a monologue how do you get any idea of what your readers are thinking saying feeling or doing when amazon gives you no data right so there's no data in an ocean of noise you've got a book out wow are you successful Let's let's create a plan for that, shall we? There's a solution for that. Number one, we're going to set very clear data metrics, right? If you can't measure it, it doesn't count, right? We're going to be very analytical, very left brain with this stuff. You've got to measure the activity that we're going to talk about. And the activity isn't necessarily a book sale. While that's important, that's actually a what we call a lagging indicator, not a leading indicator of your activity, right? So success... We're going to define that regardless, right? Metrics, measure it. And as you get the data coming into yourself and your team, make sure you adapt, adjust, and refine. Don't just sit on it once a month, go look at your your metrics and go, oh, well, it's working. It's not working. What should we change? I would recommend looking at this stuff weekly. Even if you got very little going on, look at it weekly and think about what it means when someone does click, like, share, comment on any of your content when it comes to promoting your book so let's talk about success shall we what is success to you what does it mean to you to be a successful author now if you're a fiction author it's like well i sold a million books or i got it made up into a movie and these are great aspirations to mind you people have done it many many times um but how, again we'll go back to data for a moment do you know the odds when you take a look at the number of authors and the number of authors who sold a million books that ratio is more difficult than winning the lottery. That's right. So think about that. Oh, I wanna sell you a million books. Go buy a lottery ticket, your odds are better, will be the glib answer. So success for most nonfiction authors is gonna be measured much differently than a fiction author. Sure, a nonfiction author could get a, a movie deal, I suppose, but more likely a nonfiction author is using their book as a way to get their content, their message, their purpose, their movement started and engaged and get people to understand and become aware of who they are. So measuring awareness is a key component for nonfiction authors. Again, how do you measure awareness when someone buys a book on Amazon? It's tough to do. We're going to cover some other areas here. A lot of our nonfiction authors at our company measure their success from an annual perspective. What was my life like before publishing my book? And what's my life like now after publishing? And it's there might be other factors involved there. Maybe they hired a salesperson. Maybe they did something with, uh, you know, managing their company or operations. That's fine. They should know that. But when it comes to getting your brand out there before and after, that's the way most nonfiction authors measure their success. Not by book sales, not by likes or shares or comments, but by their business metrics. Did their business grow? Scale, exit, whatever happens, right? That's the way most of nonfiction authors are going to measure their success. So in the next 18 minutes, I'm going to want you to set aside where you are now. I mentioned some things about having a team or nonfiction, a million book sales and these things, right? Set aside anything you've got going on or equally important, set aside what you don't have going on. Dog, I don't have a list. I don't have any book sales. I have zero engagement on my social. That's fine. That's fine. Set it aside. We'll cover that in the last two minutes. The next 18 minutes or 16 minutes now, we're going to cover how to treat your book like an actual business. Most people who write their own book are considered writers. I am a writer. I've authored a book or two or three. That's great. But I don't want you to ignore the writing part. Matter of fact, please do because it's not a creating content creation. is not a measurement of success especially with AI now, it's like, well, I got an assistant, do my research for me and crafting a table of contents. It goes faster. At the end of the day, you're still the author. So actually creating the content. Let's not do that. Let's take it like a real business. Let's look at bottom line metrics. Let's look at holistic metrics. What's your business actually doing? How is it performing? Are your sales getting faster because of your book? Are you getting more speaking gigs because of your book? Are you getting clients who are talking about you, even though they're not going to engage with you, but are you building your brand because of your book? Treat your book like a business was the uh, underlying theme here. Now, when it comes to doing all the things you can do to promote your your business or your book, all the things you can do to build your brand, create awareness, get book sales, get speaking gigs, get consulting opportunities, all that relates to one word, and that's consistency. If you're consistent at what I'm going to describe to you here, you'll be successful. I cannot tell you how fast that will happen. It could be in a month, a year. I don't know. But if you're consistent, it is literally impossible not to get feedback from your consistency. Consistency is so important. It, um, it's going to be, is that the right slide? Yes, yeah, it is. Okay. Consistency is so important that you're going to have to really understand that times in your life are going to happen. Where you're not going to want to feel consistent. Anyone who's started a new workout regimen knows what I'm talking about. It's painful at first, but once you set the habit, the habit's more important than the activity itself. If you establish the habit of what I'm going to talk about today, you're going to win. Right now, there are some basics. That's the next slide. Here, the basic things. Do you understand your audience' pain? Now, I say understand. I don't mean just, oh yeah, I know them. I want you to do surveys, either you or someone you know, or Company, contact your clients, your current clients, and find out their pain, what they've tried to do to solve it, what your solution did that wasn't done by somebody else, how it was better. Or even if you're bold enough, calling some people who didn't engage with you, same question, what's their pain, how they try to solve it, what worked, what didn't work. The more you do that, the more you actually get the words from your clients or prospects about their pain, and you use those words in your solution, it's gonna be like you know, magic, like you read their mind. And the basics are understanding that pain, having a very clear solution for yourself and having metrics and measuring the metrics of this journey, all right? So now I'll go back to consistency. Why does consistency even work? What is it about it that not only impacts us as humans, But algorithms also love consistency. The repetition of production, right? Repeating something to memorize it, repeating activity to build an audience, repeating activity over and over again, it's irritating, perhaps, to right-brained, creative entrepreneurs. And it's very satisfying to the people who are receiving it. That's not saying it's the same content, you're not gonna bore them to death. But when you're consistent, a couple of magical things happen psychologically speaking to your audience, whether they're gonna become customers or stay non-customers or advocates, whatever they are, your consistency is gonna be rewarded in a couple of areas. Obviously the algorithms love it. They see that you're consistent, that you're actually producing stuff. And why is that important to them? Well, if they're consistently putting out content, On my platform, that's another topic, um, I can run some ads to that guy because he's not going anywhere. He's consistent, so I'm going to put more ads in front of him. Oh, gosh, if there's more ads in front, I better put more traffic in front of that too because people are actually engaging with that content and I can sell more ads. For them, it's all about the money. So when you play into that and basically use – their needs and their wants in your program, you're going to serve them as well as yourself. No harm in being consistent with an algorithm. What about humans? Like I mentioned, it's not the same content every day. That will definitely get boring and your people will definitely get blinded to that and go, same thing over and over again. I don't think it's a good idea to talk about your book for more than about a week. Oh gosh, what do I do a second week? We'll get to that in a second. So consistency on the human side from a brand awareness or pro, uh, potential clients, they love consistency because, number one, I see your stuff once or twice. I've already forgotten about you within seconds. I see it five or six times. It sticks around in my brain a little longer, especially if it's good content and interesting and helps me a little bit. But if I see it nine, ten, if I see it consistently over and over again, A couple things happen. Number one, I look at you and go, whoa, this person knows their stuff. They're putting out interesting and useful and hopefully a little bit entertaining content. And I consume that because it's free to me. And eventually, if I get some value from that, I'm either going to be talking about you and how wonderful and cool you are and sharing your stuff to other people because I want to help or I'll become a client. Either way, you win. You're building brand ambassadors or you're building prospects. There's no downside to being consistently active on your content stream. Right? Of course, now that begs the question: who has time for all that? We'll get that to this, we'll get to that as well. Most importantly, though, be consistent. The method. All right, what do we do here? Oh my gosh, there's so much stuff here. There's LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Google, Instagram, TikTok, all these social media platforms out there, plus your own email list and speaking gigs and consulting and trade shows. There's there's a thousand one ways. You can get your message out there and you don't have time or the resource to do more than a half a dozen, right? You can't be everywhere or not all by yourself. Even with a VA, it's very difficult to be everywhere all at once. And that's okay. We can get to that. You can be Grant Cardone later and you can be everywhere uh, later in the game when you got a team put together. If it's just you or you and a VA, this is the method. Number one, I'm repeating myself because consistency, right? I'm going to do some repetition here. What is your reader's problem? I mean, if it's not clear and narrow, you're going to lose. I'm sorry. Nobody goes to Google and says, help me out, right? They want to know where's the best pizza place within five miles of my house. They're going to want to, how do I build a marketing plan for my landscape company, right? The more specific you are, the better chance you're going to show up in their algorithms search engines, all that stuff comes from being narrow, right? I know your topic might be appealing to the world. That's okay. But from your marketing and content standpoint, I strongly encourage you to go narrow and deep own and claim and become a thought leader or whatever you want to call it in a narrow, narrow niche, the narrower you are, the more money you make and the faster you'll make it. So understand your reader's problem know it like a backer hand and use their words. All right. Who are these people who is desperate for your solution? Where are you going to find them? They're everywhere. You know, you can be on the street corner shouting it. That's probably not a good idea. Social media is a big one. Go and join some groups. Now, if you can join groups of your industry, that's fine for some networking opportunities, but you want to be in the groups that your prospects are in, right? If you are, um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. If you're a gym owner, you're going to be in the health and fitness groups and go in there and, and mess around in those groups. You're not going to be in the gym owner group necessarily. You want to be where the prospects are. And when you're in there, obviously we're not going to span them. We're going to engage and ask questions and give solutions and be a servant, right? So where are these people, right? What is their problem? Who are they? Well, who's the avatar and where are they going? It's not just social media. There are uh, people also get out of their homes sometimes, of course, and it's nice to meet them in person. Um, oh, nowadays that takes so much time and drive somewhere or fly somewhere and go and meet, you know, two or three or 10 people. Yeah, it is. And because it's more difficult in a Zoom generation, it's more revered and it's more valued. So I recommend knowing where your potential readers are going both online and offline and make a list of those places and make a plan to get out there and meet them and then of course set up your tools you need to have some analytics google analytics is a great one there's other software that can measure your activity okay i'm going to talk for a moment about leading versus lagging indicators a lot of people measure the lagging indicator book sales speaking gigs How I got booked on a podcast. Those are all the lagging indicators, which are important to know. And you should track those. But those don't come from just sitting around. Okay, they come from the activity you do. So the first set of metrics you should measure is your activity. Are you active enough? You think posting once a week is going to help you sell 100 books? Now, you may have an audience of 5, 10, 20,000 people but the algorithm doesn't really care for you. How many people actually see that piece of content five, 10, 20, I don't know. We don't know. So you've got to have some volume here. You've got to actually set up your tools and focus on your outputs. You've got to be posting a lot more than you are right now. And you've got to be very specific and clear and intentional with what that stuff is. If you don't have that, you got to start, um, and brand it. You got to be branded to what you are, what you stand for, what you stand against. Those things are vital. And you need to publish this every single day. At the very end, I'm going to tell you how to offload that and make it much easier for yourself. But if you don't abide by the algorithm and human nature of being consistent and repetitious on that, it's going to be a very long and hard road to make your book successful, to start on those lagging indicators. Leading indicators are outreach people, where they are with the right message at the right time, and doing it one-on-one is not so bad. Sounds and feels slow, but it all adds up. So when you do outreach, what are you gonna say? Buy my book? (laughs) Probably not. You're probably gonna teach them something, inform them something, show and tell. And the way you tell that is not by saying, here's how wonderful you are. Here's chapter three from my book, please check it out. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about you or your book. They care about themselves, right? And their pain. So if you have a solution for that, yeah, you could say, here's my solution to your pain. Again, a little forward. It's a little bit forward. Your your content needs to be engageable. All right? So that's a new word. It needs to be something that people want to consume are compelled to consume and read and, and watch. And then hopefully if you do this right, they're gonna to want to interact with you and what you're saying. So the best way to do that is a combination of showing and telling. I'm gonna show you something, then tell you something. I'm gonna show you what I did for somebody else. Here's his story. It could be a 150, 200 word story, maybe a video, maybe an audio clip, maybe an interview. But a story about what you did for somebody else is wonderful. We love stories because our, we're, we're, our DNA is set up to communicate through stories. And it shows people you know what you're doing. And most importantly, it's not in your face. Can I help you? Can I sell you something? No, I helped somebody else out. Check out what we did. And if that person, the one you helped, is aligned with your prospect, oh, wow. If you could help him out, wonder if you could help me. Bingo. Now there's an affinity there. You've shown them and told them by example of what you can do. And their only question is, can you do it for me too? Now, are they going to instantly contact you and ask them? Hardly ever. People are quietly behind their screens and quietly at the trade show. Don't always think about coming up to you. Maybe they're shy. You always have to ask. You produce a piece of content. Here's a story. Here's what we did, blah, blah, blah. Let me ask you a question. What's been your biggest hurdle? What's been your challenge? What, how did you solve it? Engage them with a question every single time. People are compelled to answer questions. We can't not answer a question when it's poll. Compuls- Even if we don't answer out loud, we're doing it in our head, right? It's very important to put a question in there and people love to give their opinion. So ask them for it. They'll make your content a lot more engaging. So takeaways. All right. Show, tell, demonstrate, and relate. No need to sell your book. Let people come to you. Nobody wants to be sold anything. They like to buy things. They don't want to be sold. And number two, One-to-many, brand your content that you ever put out there is for brand awareness. Don't expect your press release to get you any leads. Don't expect all your social media content to be your sole source of income. One-to-many is like, wow, here I am. Let me give you some ideas, some wisdom, some knowledge, some experiences, some stories to help you. No charge. I just want to help the world, right? And do it. Do it authentically and do it daily. And lastly, one-to-one. When you're doing one to many podcast, social, even email blasts, that's good stuff. But when you're in a one-on-one conversation, now comes time to listen, did that story impact you? Did you get anything from that? What's your specific problem? Have what kind of solutions have you tried to fix that? What do you think would work? Right? When you ask questions and you lead them to your solution, they're gonna, they're gonna want to buy from you. If you go right to the throat saying, well, I can solve your problem by doing X, Y, and Z, ugh, you're a salesperson. Nobody wants to be sold anything. So one-to-one conversation, one-to-many, brand awareness, monologue, content, great stuff. But when you're in a one-on-one, whether it's chat, text, phone call, hopefully, even email thread, be sure to don't rush to the sale i don't care if your product is five dollars or five thousand dollars you treat every customer like they're worth a million because quite frankly most of them are not right away but the lifetime value of a client and the referrals from that client are always greater than the the initial sale so above all else besides show tell demonstrate one-to-many brand one-to-one solution Consistency will be the foundation for any success, however you define it. So in conclusion, we can only improve what we measure and understand and become a mind reader. And when I I mean that, I mean get in the head of your client, get their pain clarified in your head, use their words in your copy, in your book, in your conversation. It shows them that you understand them, right? And serve selflessly. Don't sell. Just give away as much as you can people don't really want to pay for content anymore. Content's free. It's all over the place, right? It's, it's too much. People don't pay for information, right? They pay for solutions. They don't pay for, you know, information, They pay for transformation. So help them transform, right? And all communities are built. One per, you don't groups of people don't read a book one at a time. Don't be afraid to invest time with one person. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone and talk to them. Ask about their problem and don't rush the solution. When you build a community one at a time, even if it's one a day, you know in a year you have three hundred and sixty-five new people. It definitely works. So um, I want to introduce to you what we're going to be doing um, in the very near future here with our program at author brand. We're building a speakers bureau, and it's going to be very, very um, important for any author. I'm going to allow for free access to our database of influencers these are people who book speakers these are media contacts a lot of people in this database you're going to have access to i'm going to have marketing resources training materials downloads checklists, email templates we use to book on stages tedx talks on uh, podcasts and most importantly i've got a complete linkedin influencer program specifically designed for the nonfiction author it's geared just to that And no matter what you're doing with your book, whether you're selling a courses, consulting, or just the book, the program is designed to build your influence on that platform. You can certainly go everywhere else with this, you know, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff, but I'm going to focus on LinkedIn for my nonfiction authors. And, um, you know, I'm inviting you to become an author of Impact. This is uh, the pitch, but there's nothing to sell here. I'm just giving you information, free content here. But I'm going to invite you to become a charter member, and there's no charge for this. There'll be a lot of discounts on some of our premium products, but the core stuff in there, you can make an impact for yourself just by accessing our free membership portal. There'll be PR advice and help there, templates for that, TV, movie connections, free publishing to your book with a New York publishing house, Um, interactive training, TEDx talk training, uh, podcast guesting, a huge directory of podcast hosts you can contact. And a full-page feature of you shared with over 100,000 other business leaders. This whole portal is being built right now, as you're watching this sometime in the the fall of 23. So um, if you are watching it live, just shoot me an email. If you're watching the recording, there'll be a link below to um, either get on the early bird waiting list or go ahead and get started. Either way, we'd love to see you there. I'd love to help you make your book a success, however you define it. So this is Doug Crow. I thank you for watching and please uh, stay in touch. Have a great day. Bye-bye.